You're listening to the Marnie on the Move podcast live from the UFOS Recovery Lounge pop-up at Ironman World Championships in St. George, Utah. Yeah, honestly, it hasn't been a lot different than the advice I give to my athletes that have raced Kona. And I'll tell you what it is. It's basically you have to respect the elements. And if you think the elements are not going to play into your day, you're kidding yourself. You know, that is what Kona is all about. And honestly, St. George isn't that much different. Um, there, You know, St. George doesn't have the humidity. It has more of a dry heat. So the heat index it potentially could be lower. Um, but the climbing and uh, the elevation gain, um, you know, can be significant when you're dealing with the winds, the heat, and that sort of thing. That was Trista Francis. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the world of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hello, welcome, and welcome back to the Marnie on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. Today on the podcast, I am syncing up with Trista Francis. Octagon Elite Team founder and manager, triathlon coach, and triathlete. Born and raised in Colorado, Trista coaches athletes of, of every kind, from Olympic hopefuls to Leadville 100 mountain bikers, first-time Ironman athletes, and everything in between. The balance of coaching athletes and managing her own training comes from focusing on shorter distances, winning her age group, at several ITU sprints over the past few years and participating in the USAT Sprint National Championships last year. Trista and I caught up the week of Ironman World Championships in St. George, Utah's Recovery Lounge where we are hosting our podcast and studio. We also caught up with several other athletes on the Octagon Elite team whose conversations will be dropping later this week. During our conversation, Trista shares what it's like managing a team of amateur triathletes and the business of building a team. She offers some great advice from her years of coaching, and we chat about how she personally got into this work. I hope you enjoy this conversation. If you do, leave us a review on Apple. It's easy. Head over to wherever you get your podcasts on Apple. Click on the Money on the Move podcast, scroll through the episodes, and click on the five stars. Then click on the button that says write a review and tell us what you love about this episode or any of the episodes you are listening to. Also, feel free to screenshot a picture of the podcast and share it with your friends on social, wherever you like to get social. Now, on to my conversation with Trista. Trista Francis, thanks for being here. Thanks for having us, Marnie. Take me back to when you started Octagon Team Elite, where it all began, and how you got into 
starting an elite triathlete team and also your training and racing? For sure. As an athlete, I was on an elite team in 2009 was my first time. And that carried me through 2018. We then switched title sponsors at that point. And uh, with COVID hitting, we just kind of, um, lots of things in the industry changed. And people made a shift in where they're spending their money. And so um, that kind of left this kind of legacy of talent. And a lot of these athletes that had been together for over a decade, um, some less, some more, of just kind of wondering what was next. And I know that when I was on this team beginning in 2009, which back then was the Timex multi-sport team, I just knew it was just really something special. We've had a lot of really amazing talent come through the ranks. We've had the Metzlers, we've had Sam Long, we've had Jackie Rent, Herring. We've had a lot of people and I just feel like it's a really fantastic program. And so I decided to jump in last minute. It was last October and I knew it was gonna be a total uphill battle. Uh, all sponsor dollars are typically spent by then and um, a lot of people had chosen to go different ways in different teams. Um, but I just kind of took on the challenge. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do this, and I'm going to make it work. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, if anybody can be an entrepreneur, it's a triathlete. <laughs> There's probably a lot of truth to that, for yeah. sure. I mean, yeah. it takes a lot to, to do what you're doing and yeah. to power through. Mm -hmm. So talk to me a little bit about what it takes to be on an elite team and a little bit about your elite team and what the field is like out there. Yeah. So to be on elite team, um, you know, there's a, the sport and the industry has changed a lot. There are a lot of teams now, you know, 10 years ago, there weren't a lot of teams. And I think the difference with uh, team octagon and what makes us different is that, that, that there is this level of elite and um, it's capped at a certain number. And what I look for in an athlete or an elite person to be on the team and to fill the roster is it's not just about being on the podium. Being on the podium is very important, but you also kind of need to have a day job. You need to be showing up to your master swim classes. We have a lot of coaches on our team. We have physical therapists, we have registered dietitians, we have, a, um, we have an athlete that runs a junior elite team. And uh, for us, that's really important because we feel like um, that is the best way to extend the reach of our partners and our sponsors. Okay. Um, so, yeah. And so how, how many elite teams are there out there now? You know, I'm not sure. I can think of maybe one. <laughs> or two really that okay. come to mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So this is a very different, I think, model. It, it's, it's been the same way since, I mean, this kind of, this, the team started, you know, this idea in 2001 and, um, people have kind of, you know, different industries and experts in the industry and brands have taken and, you know, grown their programs and their ambassador. But I think that's what makes us different is just, this is kind of, it's a, a unique set of talent. Mm -hmm. We feel like it's very approachable, right. um, in the community. We're not professionals. We have real jobs, that sort of thing. An elite triathlete is in between someone who's an age grouper 
and a pro. That's perfect. Yeah. We can also label it as amateur elite. Right. Is, okay. Is another maybe good name, you know, that we've kind of used over the years just to try to help define like what it is or who we are. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, how did you get into triathlon? Cause I know you're also a triathlete, you're a coach. I mean, where did it all begin for you? Well, that's interesting. So triathlon for me started um, when a girlfriend knocked on my door. She dropped something off, and she said, you know, you should do uh, the women, try for women, or try for the cure, I think is what, what it was back then. And I looked at her, and I said, I can't. And she says, why? And I said, because I don't know how to swim. And then she's like, okay, well, I'm going to register. Let me know if you change your mind. And I shut the door, and I was like, I have never in my life said I can't. And I, and I literally looked up a adult, no sweat swimming class. Uh-huh. And I said, okay, sign me up. And I remember my first time in the pool, I got down um, to the end and halfway back and the swim coach looked at me or instructor, I guess is and she says, put your fins on, you're going to drown. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that. But guess what? I did do try for the cure. I did it on a mountain bike, like a lot of people start, and I was hooked. Yeah. And now, do you coach athletes outside of the team? I do. I have my own coaching business, and I've been doing that for 17 years. Wow. Yeah. It's in the zone multi-sport, and I've worked with um, beginners all the way to Olympic hopefuls. I've had two resident athletes at the Olympic Training Center. I've coached professionals. I like a variety of athletes just because they all have different needs. And that's, that's been amazing. I've loved my coaching. Um, and I do that full time. What advice would you give to yourself in the pool that day when you showed up and made it 50 yards? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Actually, I, I would just applaud and say, good job for saying, you know what, I'm going to try. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's what I did as I tried. And I had no idea that I, like, I would be here today. If somebody had told me where I would be in, you know, that was in 2004. Was that, what, 18 years ago? Can I do the math? Yeah. I would never. I have, have no idea. I, I can't have, do math. <laughs> I would have never known. That's incredible. So how long did it take you to start coaching when you started racing and training, like when you caught the bug? Was it immediate that you started yeah. coaching or... Well, I have a degree in sports medicine. I had worked with a couple people and I kind of got this feeling like, you know what, I might, I might be good at this. I really understand physiology. I really understand oxidative and metabolic processes. I'm very science-based. And I just, I just kind of took a jump and a leap and I just said, I'm going to do this. And my husband was so supportive. And I was like, I can't own a business. I have three little girls. He's like, honey, really, it's no big deal. Yeah. And I was like, okay, if you do all the accounting in the books, can I just coach? And he looked at me like with a little, (laughs) and he was like, okay, okay, that's fine. That's a deal. (laughs) Yeah. That's great. That's amazing. So what, so when you work with age group athletes and they're just getting started and they want to go all out and, you know, we're talking 80, 20 principle, right. And Mm -hmm. how much time you spend in zone two or doing Mm -hmm. easy workouts and I remember being a beginner age grouper wanting to do all hard workouts mm. and not being able to relax to do the easy ones. What's yeah. your advice on that? Well, and I think most people know if they've been in the sport for a long time that that is a big problem that I think all kind of entry level athletes experience is they, what I call it is getting stuck in the middle. 
Yeah. You know, your easy workouts aren't easy enough. So your hard workouts aren't hard enough. And so that's something to, you know, really pull them back and explain to them. I want you to be able to go really hard on those hard days. And if you're, you know, if you're not really rested for that, then it, it, we're not accomplishing that. And then you get stuck in the middle. We're not going to see progress. Usually that's received very well. Yeah. Yeah. What other kind of advice do you have for athletes that are kind of maybe not starting, but just like age group athletes? Let's start there. You know, I think the biggest thing is I think a proper progression is so important. I feel like a lot of people go, oh, I see Ironman. I'm going to do an Ironman. You know, and I'll have athletes approach me and they'll say, or just a marathon. I, I actually coach cyclists, runners. I coach triathletes. I coach all sorts of endurance athletes. And I, I just say, you know, let's, I, I sometimes pull them back and go, let's just start small and grow. And sometimes I'll just say, no, we're not going to do a marathon in four months, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so it's, it's just about let's, let's enjoy it. Let's make it, um, let's have, make it be a process without this kind of hard end goal. Yeah. And um, usually it's received very well because I think there's an element of fear yeah. that um, comes with Ironman or 70.3, those longer distances. And I think most people are open to taking that advice. I think sometimes you get those one-offs that don't. You know, and you've got those others that might just jump into an Ironman and do amazing. But right. the, the general population. The random the ra person. <laughs> the random. We all know they're out there. Everyone knows one. Yeah, you know. totally. And what about for athletes, you know, someone doing going into a world championship and on today's course, you know, on not today, you know, for the course that is coming up tomorrow, Tomorrow, the world championships here in St. George. What kind of advice have you been offering to your athletes yeah, about the course? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it hasn't been a lot different than the advice I give to my athletes that have raced Kona. And I'll tell you what it is. It's basically, you have to respect the elements. And if you think the elements are not going to play into your day, you're kidding yourself. You know, that is what Kona is all about. And honestly, St. George isn't that much different. Um, there, you know, St. George doesn't have the humidity. It has more of a dry heat. So the heat index, it potentially could be lower. Um, but the climbing and, uh, the elevation gain, um, you know, can yeah, be I started to feel lightheaded earlier today when we were driving out to snow Canyon, we were walking sort of around, uh, not lightheaded, but like a little bit out of breath. And I thought, <laughs> you know, how out of shape am I? I haven't been training for the week, but <laughs> then I looked around and I'm like, maybe we're at elevate. There's like some elevation here. I don't know. You're absolutely right. Actually. I think I saw, um, I saw a sign with 300 or I, excuse me, 3000 yeah. feet of elevation. And I had that thought, I thought, mm, I wonder how many people are actually, you know, live and train at sea level because you don't have that element in Kona at all. And that's a different thing for sure. Yeah. And at ele at any level of altitude that's higher than you own, you actually expire more yeah. of your body, uh, fluids and liquids. And if you're not, if you're not hydrating and you're not staying ahead of that, it's going to put you behind yeah. the game real yeah. quick. And we went down to the water today. It's beautiful. It have all your, have you done is. a ton of course recon with your athletes? With my coached athletes? Yes. Yes. Um, as a team manager, they typically work uh, with their own coaches. I think the water's perfect. I think people were a little worried about being a little cold, Yeah. but I think, you know, after about five minutes, it's going to be perfect for the day, set them up for a really good day. Yeah. You don't want to be in really hot water where you're losing a lot of your, your fluids. Yeah. 
Absolutely. for an hour in the swim yeah. before you even get on the bike. Back to being the team manager, you know, and your role with the team. Talk to me a little bit about that and how you're growing the business. We are here at the UFOS Recovery Lounge. I know UFOS is one of your sponsors and what kind of sponsors you're looking for and how you look to grow and work with people. Yeah. So UFOS has been incredible. Uh, You know, they've been such an amazing support of this team and of my athletes. We like to look for brands that are very desirable in the industry. These are athletes that have a lot of talent and they like to race with good things. And um, that's important for them to be confident in their equipment. And uh, I'm very fortunate that I feel like this year we were set up very well with uh, brands that um, the athletes are confident in and feel comfortable using and racing with and everything, so. All right, just jumping in here to give a shout out to our partners at Athletic Greens and AG1. I started using AG1 daily a few months ago. I was looking to boost my immunity, improve my gut health, and optimize my endurance sports performance. I was looking for an all-in-one nutritional supplement that was easy to add to my daily wellness routine that would also work with my sensitive gut. AG1 has been game-changing. It has 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food supplements, and adaptogens, and it's easy to use. Just add one scoop to a cup of water. AG1 is a small microhabit with big benefits. It's the one thing you can do every day to take great care of yourself. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything. And it tastes great. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Marnie on the move. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash Marnie on the move to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Now, back to my conversation with Trista. And so how do you guys integrate UFOS into the training and the racing and your everyday like footwear? Yeah. So UFOS is amazing because it's a, it's kind of an after training recovery shoe. And as a coach, I always talk about the extra 1%, the 1% rule. The 1% rule is kind of what differentiates, um, you know, it may be a win and, and a loss or, um, a podium and a not a podium, but, um, the 1% is basically, what do you do for recovery? What are you doing after the workout's over um, and at the end of the day? And the UFOS shoes have been amazing for our team um, and for the athletes because they do um, assist in that, help with that. So Awesome. And I'm sure you have a few pairs. You're wearing a pair now. <laughs> yes, I love them. How many athletes do you have and how many athletes you're looking for and how are you growing the company? Yeah. So we have 24 athletes. We are, it's been, it's been great. 24 athletes has been great. Typically our number of athletes is determined a little bit by our sponsors and our partners. You know, we want to be big enough so that we feel like we have the reach. You know, currently we're in 14 states across the country. We have representation in 14 states 
And then as far as what next year looks like, you know, we will be taking applications. With applications, there's an interview as well. And, uh, you know, those numbers might go up a little bit. We might have some transition with the team. It just kind of depends. But we're just looking for kind of that person that fits what I had described earlier. Yeah. And how do you manage to get your own training and races in during (laughs) being a manager and running a business and coaching? That's a great question. So to be honest, um, fitness is a little low right now. Okay. It happens (laughs) to everyone, right? Yeah. Um, you know, when, when I started this in October, I basically had to do a 12 month job in three months, you know, and then as my coaching business, I was having Um, a huge influx of people, I think, with more races getting on the calendar and this and that. And my coaching numbers are as high as they've been, and um, which is amazing. You know, I love that. Um, But as far as me personally as an athlete, I'm optimistic that the later part of this year is going to look a lot better. Yeah. I just had to do, you know, I had to make some sacrifices to just really make sure we launched Octagon in a timely manner. I think that's also kind of like the mindset of a triathlete, right? And it's like, you know, you're going to be successful in one place and maybe not in every other place. Mm -hmm. And you have to roll with the conditions and Mm -hmm. kind of be able to pivot and Mm -hmm. be able to accept that you might not be able to be training. And I might be talking about myself right now. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, not really, because even with my own, even with my athletes, I I feel like my reward, like, so what is the most fulfilling to me, even beyond my podium finishes is my athletes. Yeah. And it's always been that way. And it took me a few years to discover that, but you know, and it's kind of the same thing with Octagon now is seeing the success of these athletes and being able to have a hand and a part in it is so enriching for me. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I know that you also work with inside tracker, speaking of like your athletes and the health and optimizing your athletes performance. So have you, what was your, what's your experience been like with inside tracker with your team? Yeah, I think Inside Tracker has been great. We have some athletes on the team that um, have had exposure in the past Inside Tracker. I think the thing that I found was very interesting is we have um, some younger athletes, you know, late 20s, early 30s, and they had never done anything like this. And the you know, the information that they received from Inside Tracker was so eye-opening to them. And um, it really caused them to pause and go, oh, wow, you know, I probably need to make some changes. I had no idea. I don't know that at those younger ages that we really worry about our health. We worry about vitamin D. We worry about LDL and HDL. Now, in, in this time period, but not when you're 20. Well, I'm just saying yeah. exactly at those yeah. younger a- ages, I don't, I, I sure as heck didn't. No, I definitely didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think as we get older, you know, you and I, Marnie, you know, it might be a little more on the forefront but of, of our thoughts. But no, so I, that's what I've loved about Inside Tracker is I've kind of loved seeing the light bulb go on with some of my teammates and just, you know, going, wow, this has been so insightful. It's been huge. It's been a huge partnership for us. I mean, and, and to be able to find out so young certain things that you wouldn't normally discover makes you able to have that longevity, right? To be a stronger athlete longer as opposed to finding out when you're like in your 40s or, you know, 50s and then you're kind of like scrambling to play catch up. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's very true. Who are some of the other sponsors that you work with? I see all the logos on your shirt. 
Yeah. So our biggest sponsor this year is actually Real Endurance Apparel. Okay. And, um, and Real has been great. Um, they are a made to measure type tri suit and, um, it, it's really good for like the, the big and tall, the short and small. And they've been, they've been a huge sponsor for us this year. And, uh, we really couldn't have launched it this year without Rial. That's awesome. Yeah. And you also work with Envy. We do. Um, Envy wheels are amazing. We are, we're very happy with our partnership with Envy. We also, um, have a great partnership with Stages Power. Okay. They just launched their, um, L200 and L50, um, bike computers. Oh, cool. Um, so that's very exciting. That's new for them. Um, and Noon? Yes. So um, we partner with Noon, and we also partner with Power Bar. Okay. We love Power Bar. Power Bar has been around for a long time, and they're kind of back and a little rebranded, and they've got a ton of momentum, so that's very positive. Yeah. Yeah. And their product's great. And then Zelios just had a huge announcement because they're partnering with Iron Man Group okay. uh, for the official Iron Man sunscreen. And so that was exciting news. Um, and they have a huge line. They have sunscreen. They just launched a reef safe sunscreen. They yeah. have shower products. They have a race relief that I love. They have a chamois that's uh, you like Twixt. Yeah, yeah, we saw them over at the expo. And then I can't forget Boco gear. Um, yeah, they've uh, they have the best visors, yeah. hats, whatever. So yeah, they've been a great supporter as well. And Zone Three. Oh yes, yeah, Zone Three. Phenomenal wetsuits. All of the team is in Vanquish. Um, their goggles are great. Um, They've just been a huge support. I mean, honestly, the sponsors this year have been amazing, especially coming off of the year that and it's so important that, you know, for sponsors to rep like such a cool team and to be in part of this community. What have you been doing since you got here with your team? Like you've been bringing them around to a lot of media. So how do you find the balance there for them? Yeah, you know, I think that's the one thing that's um gives me a huge advantage is because I've been an athlete on a sponsored team for so many years and I understand, um, how important race day is. Yeah. And I understand that the closer race day gets, the less, um, interaction you want with people. And so I, we, I've, I try to be very sensitive to that. And I hope that the team feels that sensitivity. Um, and we did a lot of stuff in the earlier parts of the week. Right. Um, you know, um, we do have a couple athletes that are here. There are coaches that are not racing um, the world championships. And so we have left more of that stuff to them, you know, yeah. later in the race. Awesome. Well, this has been great. You can tell me where people can find you for coaching to apply to your team. I mean, I think we already talked about it, but Octagon Team Elite online. Yeah. So um, to find it's to find on Instagram, it's team underscore octagon elite and as far as my coaching it's team itz okay and that's on instagram as well and then my email is coach trista at gmail okay awesome thank you thank you very much this has been